So, for our woo-woo segment today, let's talk about you Aquarians out there, or rather, the Aquarius energy more so. Um, <clears throat> so, for those who do know me, um, you know I'm into astrology. I am in, by no means an expert, but um, I'm pretty much learning as I go along and I'm learning more about it as I do this podcast as well. And so uh, recently I came across a discussion or maybe it was a blog uh, talking about return of your Saturn, um, your Saturn return. Um, Essentially, that is if you if you do your full uh, birth chart, um, which you can just like Google full birth chart full astrological birth chart natal chart any of those things and um you'll come across i think it's called um astrology cafe they have a whole little calculator thing that you can figure all that out so and you just input your birth date and your um where you were where you were born the, the date and um if you know your birth time it's helpful to get like just more insight but you can kind of get all the basics um from just your your date and location uh anyway so Saturn return you know I was kind of curious about it because they say it happens it comes back around like in, around your 30s basically um whatever wherever Saturn was when you were born by the time you get to 30 it returns and um for a lot of people that's somewhat of a pivotal time in their life um there's something that drastically changes um or maybe it's maybe it's a a bunch of subtle things that happen um that sort of shift the trajectory of the rest of your life or at least the next 30 years of your life and um and so I heard about this and I was like hmm I wonder if Saturn had returned to my sign, which I believe mm, I, my my Saturn is in Sagittarius. Um, and lo and behold, I looked it up, blah, 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 and it was when I turned 30, the year I turned 30, I think it was maybe the year bef- just before it. Um, yeah, I... I uh, Saturn returned and um so did a lot of shit <laughs> around my around my 30th birthday. So um it all kind of lined up to me, started making sense. So I was like, okay, well where are we now? Where is Saturn now? Uh Saturn, if you're curious, is currently in Capricorn, technically, but it is transitioning into Aquarius. We are also in the season of Aquarius for the, in its sun. The sun is in Aquarius for the next 30 days. And, um, and then Saturn will be in Aquarius for the next three years, starting on March 23rd. Um, which I thought was very interesting too, because I believe that is also the beginning of Aries season. 
um, maybe the day before is 22nd, but, um, that they are at the top of the Zodiac. So, um, on March 23rd, we're going to start top of the Zodiac and a brand new Saturn, um, energy that we're in. And, um, it's very, it's very interesting, especially once, once you hear what Aquarius, um, is, what the energy is. Um, so, Aquarians are visionaries, and their sign, the symbol for their sign is a water bearer, which um, I was looking at astrology.com, and they described the their symbol of water bearing to be like like uh, spilling out thoughts and ideas, and um, so they're very innovative. They are like they reorder and they they structure um, ideas and innovation, they're kind of rebellious, uh, they are all about initiating something new, um, and exploring, um, topics and exploring, like, ideas, so they are an air sign, so they are very heady, it's a very kind of, like, in your head, uh, creative, um, kind of sign or kind of energy and for them for it to be in in Saturn Saturn is a planet that rules structure it rules order um it's kind of all about like how you conduct your affairs and how your um the lessons it it's kind of concerned with the lessons that you are learning from like your past experiences so Gosh, if I had to put this simply, so in Capricorn, Saturn being in Capricorn, you probably notice you're like really concerned with your money, um, or you may have been having money problems and you're become more aware of it the past couple of years. And, um, or you're noticing just how you're, um, you're, you're really about your, your hustle, you know, like you got like 12 jobs and like everything's just about work, work, work. It's very work oriented. And I have to say, for myself, the last three years have been, I felt like a workhorse for real. Like I have not worked this hard. Oh, gosh, I mean, maybe in like five years, but like for sure the last three years be- between having, you know, multiple jobs, um, mo- most of them that I really didn't enjoy, um, a lot of it was like manual labor. And, um, or in like customer service type stuff. And none of it was really within the field that I, uh, specialize in. And, uh, the last few years definitely felt like it was just about work, 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 and exposing, um, where I, where I had a lot of gaps in my finances and budget and, oh my God, it was just like, I just wanted to cry. <laughs> it was like so many things were exposed to me. Um, but I also didn't know what to do about it because it was like, all right, I have the issue. What do I do? Um, and so with Saturn entering into Aquarius, I am starting to feel the transition. I mean, and you tell me if you feel this too, but you're, you're, you'll start to, um, things will start to feel new again. Um, things will start to feel like you want to explore um, you know, new avenues, you want to, you know, take a different approach at things and you would, than you normally would. Like you're more 
likely um, to, t- to take some risks in the next couple years to um, just to try some stuff out and say, you know, let me let me break out from the norm and things like that. Um, or you may finally follow through with something that you've been saying you're going to do. I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I'm not afraid to, you know, take this step and do things that I've been like saying I'm going to do or like constantly writing down. I've, I've literally been writing and writing and writing the same thing over and over again for like at least the last year and just either being afraid to actually execute them or just not having the proper resources um, or not knowing the right people in order to get them done. And um, I, f- I really feel a change happening. And so um, my woo-woo inside of me um, is believing in this in this Aquarius energy. Um, my little brother is an Aquarius, big up to CJ. And... Um, I think my good friend Toy got a, she's an Aquarius. I think her birthday's coming up. Um, so, um, yeah, I know, a, I know a couple of Aquariuses actually. And we're all with always really good conversationalists and, um, uh, actually my vivid, another Aquarius that I know, I mean, literally can be on the phone with him for like hours. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, they're definitely people that you will not have a boring conversation with. They know a lot of stuff about a lot of things. <laughs> and um they're just they they are very innovative. They are very uh they they definitely think they know it all, some of them. That's that is an energy that that comes with it too. But um as far as it being in Saturn, I think take advantage of it. Um, if you've been kind of in a rut, kind of stuck, this is like the energy is, is gearing up to make some like profound and like stunning and astonishing changes soon. Um, and I really feel like a lot of people are going to be making some waves and I know I'm going to be one of them. So, all right, that's my woo woo. These are the tunes of Marta. Get into them, y'all. Y'all coming with me on public transit in Atlanta. Entertainment is never a shortage. Hmm. 
The wine has been poured, children. Let's get to talking. Mm. So, um, <clears throat> before we begin, to my two homies, just the two of y'all that heard the beautiful sound of my fire alarm beeping in my last two episodes. Just want you to take a listen real quick. Just listen. Yes. Yes, I changed the battery. So, thank you guys. Appreciate you. Love you so much. Um, This is going to be brief. Just thoughts I be thinking. Oh, maybe that's what I should call this segment. Thoughts I be thinking. Hmm. Mm, yeah. This is something that I've been swirling around in my head for a little bit of time, um, on and off. Uh, the concept of expectation. Now, I have two things about expectation, um, concerning expectation. One is <clears throat> how it contra- uh, contrasts intention. So, for instance, uh, one, one scenario I feel like is pretty easy for most people to understand is a relationship. So, I am venturing into a world of relating to well in my case men um but whomever you would have an intimate relationship with relating intimately with another human with intention I'm approaching it I'm approaching intimacy with another human with intention rather than expectation now, I know everyone that listens to this, if you're my friend, you may not agree with what I'm going to say, like, at the all. <laughs> like, you might even be like, uh, I rebuke thee <laughs> and want to come, you know, pour some holy water on me. That's fine. I get it. Um, but in my life, um, I've had not a lot of significant relationships probably a good two one being my marriage and that is what I see as being a relating intimately with someone out of expectation that's how I see that now I'm not saying that that's what marriage is um it was just that for me so Um, And I say that because, you know, it's shrouded around, you know, a lot of religion. I'm not really sure if I can say spirituality, but it is shrouded around a lot of religion. And um, there's all these rules around it and things that, you know, the man is supposed to be and the woman's supposed to be. And you own each other and all of that and submitting and protecting and whatever the case. And it's very... Uh, role-based and um, it's not individualized at all it doesn't really answer to 
individual needs, individual trauma, individual upbringing, um, and how those individual things play a part in a union. And so, um, and then also there, there's an, there's an expectation around being married where, at least in my case, that's what brought about a lot of inauthenticity. Is that a word? Inauthenticity? Well, a lot of stuff was fake. (laughs) So, and, and, um, I believe uh, in hindsight that, um, the fact that there's, that people, like the concept of things being expected of you, um, it aids in being phony or putting on an act or putting on a show. It's like, this is expected of me. I thought people expected this. And so some people are very susceptible to expectation and they play along because they want to be liked or they, you know, they have a need to please people. And so, out of that need to please people, they can they can cater to expectations, and and instead of actually intimately knowing the person that they're marrying, and so that was unfortunately my experience. I was not known. I was, you know, was pretended to be known, all for the sake of meeting expectations of others outside of the actual relationship. And so contrast that with intention where, you know, I don't go into relating to others with a goal in mind or with a, this is how it should be like check checklist thing in my, in mind, which I guess this kind of ties back into last week and, you know, having a whole list of things. It's like, now I'm kind of like my intention. It's more about an intention. It's more about going in. Um, going in intending, like, and it's, this is what I control. I control my intention. Like the expectation thing is very external as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm entering in this relationship to meet such and such as expectation. You know, typically you're not going into something, you're not meeting an expectation that is yours typically. Yeah, when it comes to expectations, it's, you know, nine times out of ten or really ten times out of ten, you're you're going in to meet an expectation outside of yourself. Um, and if you do have any expectations, you're expecting things from the other person, which is also a problem. Um, so expectations all around are just like they're projected onto people and you know or they're weight they weigh people down with things like that and so I feel like going in with an intention I'm the only one that knows that intention you know I and I'm not influenced by anyone outside of myself I can meet someone and have and and have the agency within myself to say meeting someone doesn't mean that they have to be your husband (laughs) They, they, they got or they got to be your baby daddy. It's like I'm gonna go and just get to know a person. Like seriously, take a journey and like enjoy the journey and the process of knowing an individual and having no no actual like end goal in mind per se. Because I have I do feel like it does ruin things to kind of only want to talk to someone with you know 
expecting to get married or expecting to have a child with this person instead of like taking the journey with them and sort of you know feeling it out and then as you hit a marker you know saying okay this feels right to do this maybe or or to to make this official this is the marker where it does feel right to you know have children together I feel like you you know I've I've you know I've gotten to know you and we both work hard we both you know have money where we could raise a child and you know you know you obviously think think these things through think logically but but having 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 an intention rather than an expectation of that other person like not expecting anything from that person but just fully you know fully having your own position having my own position as I go into things and it just it just helps me even to create boundaries that are healthy for me too like um intention really does aid in creating boundaries and so I'm protecting myself as well like if I know I don't my intention is to know this person and not go to bed with this person like I'm going to have very clear boundaries you know until until I change my intention (laughs) you know um or you know or until you know the feelings adjust and I feel like getting physically intimate is appropriate so and I get to make those choices organically uh now so that's one thing about expectations that I find very interesting uh that I've been I've been grappling with and sort of coming to terms with lately but the other thing was um even like just when it comes to my career goals um when I go back and think about have I met the expectations of like mentors or close friends of mine that we kind of all did the same thing. We were all in the arts and we all were performing artists. Um, and many, many of my friends still are. And, but we're all doing it at very different levels of the industry. And there have been times where I've even beat myself up sometimes thinking like, wow, you know, you should Oof, the word should, we'll come back to that, but you should be dancing for such and such, or you could be dancing for blah, 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 or choreographing for this and this and this, which, you know, I very likely could. Um, I've met some very famous people in auditions that got very close to being casted. Um, I have close friends that are doing those things that are on Broadway. I have students that are on Broadway. Um, I have students that have just recently danced in the Super Bowl and with Missy Elliott um, and Kalani. And um, and these are all, these are people that I, I taught. I, I taught them. So I, I definitely, I've influenced them and I've been an inspiration. I mean, there's, there's a, there, I've taken a lot of talented, talented, talented youth under my wing and I could not be prouder of it is the thing um I guess the the saying is those who can't do teach and um that's always bothered me (laughs) that's always bothered me um because it's not I don't think I don't think it's that I can't it's not that teaching means you can't it's that you chose not to um I actually remember you know 
having certain gigs and like doing all the things and how little it did for me just like just what I felt doing it it's like I didn't come alive um I felt almost more dead inside even even at the successes of it all like I just didn't feel anything from it and so um but when I thought about you know the process of you know teaching a child all year um or even all summer or something like that or um the, the, you know, setting work that that's very, like, mature on these, you know, young training students and, like, seeing how they kind of shine on stage. I mean, the way that I, my heart would expound, it would just, it just blew my mind. I was like, I don't want to do nothing else. Like, dance is my life. Performing arts is my life. Yes, I do love to do it physically for myself, sure. But, like, this is where it's at. Like, I, like I, I glow at seeing someone that I taught you know, even just, even if I taught just one class to them and, you know, just knowing that I contributed to their success is like so gratifying, um, so much more than it ever was when I would be on stage or such and such. So, um, but then not only that, you know, the kind of thing that, that there's two different streams of the industry as well, you know, and that sort of commercial thing, I really thought I wanted to do for a long time. I was really inspired by Janet Jackson and music videos. I mean, I would learn every music video on the planet, like Britney Spears and, you know, every Michael video, all that stuff. I would learn, like, VMA performances. I was that girl. Um, but, like, and I like that stuff. It gets me excited. It's cool. I still love it. I still get my life seeing stuff like that. It gets my life. But um, doing it, actually doing it, you know, almost too structured for me. Almost too, like, people telling you what to do. You got to wear makeup. And, you know, you got to wear whatever kind of, like, you know, revealing-ass outfits. They want you to wear titties out, ass out. And, uh, and, you know, and you can't question it. So, I'm good. But I also congratulate all of my homies that are getting those gigs and, and doing their thing and living their dream because that's what they here for like that's they that's what gets their hearts you know swolled up so um yeah and I love to I love to be able to see people I know and, and applaud them and, and be and celebrate with them um but as a performer definitely more contemporary definitely more modern definitely more just exper- experimental um I'm you know exploring like immersive uh theater dance theater which is like just very innovative and um, not a lot of productions out there like it. And I think that's kind of more the thing I like to do more underground stuff, more, you know, next wave kind of thing. And, um, that, that gets me, I get excited. I get excited doing things that are more like close to the heart, like, you know, close to the chest, um, that kind of deal with more personal matters and, um, more like human human side of being an, a performing artist like not an entertainer I just a, an artist um so with that said I um if you're in Atlanta if you're in the dance community or not um I am a part of fly on fly on a walls excuse the art um project that is going to be up 
in March. I think I believe it's March. It's the first weekend in March. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So um, if you want to follow Fly on a Wall on Instagram, and then they'll be putting up all this stuff soon. I will as well uh, be marketing the uh, Excuse the Art show. Um, so basically, like. It's a collective of different artists, uh, performing artists. There's some actors involved in this that are uh, putting on work uh, in progress. And so you get to come and see the beginning stages of some beautiful, flourishing uh, work. And I'm one of them doing a solo. I don't know how long it'll be yet, my personal solo. Um, again, it's everyone's a work in progress. We're just, it's a platform to get your ideas out there. And um, for someone like me that can be very scatterbrained, <laughs> this is a very helpful uh, endeavor um, to to get my thoughts, you know, reel them in and, and get something started. Um, so be listening out and looking out for that. Also, what else is homegirl doing? Uh, I'll be having some house classes soon, thanks to Mr. Porter Grubbs. Um, and his uh, medium collective. So, um, also, if you're following me on Instagram, look out for that house classes. It'll be every other Sunday, more than likely. And um, yeah, so just you know, listen up, you know, to my Instagram and this podcast uh, for like dates and con- you know, confirming the house class. But it's going to be a really, really dope house class, and I'm going to be kind of playing with some stuff with it too. So, um, what else? And lastly, I am also a part of a um, uh, immersive dance theater production called Here. Uh, Here After, I believe we're going, is, is a tentative title right now. Uh, you can also follow Here ATL on Instagram. Keep updated on that because that Joker is going to be crazy. There's a building being built out right now in downtown Atlanta. Uh, for this production, and um, man, I, I mean, words really can't describe this, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but I'm just excited to be a part of like some really, really dope, innovative. That is like the word for this podcast, innovative um, stuff. Because um, you know, homegirl. I mean, I've, I've, I, my life, university. That's me. Like I've learned all of what I'm doing in life like I just go and I learn I live my life and I learn so much and that is including my artistry so you know I can't I can't give credit to any university accredited school you know I didn't graduate from like the best performing arts college and university out there no 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 homegirl just was I just be out here and I just be living and um hopefully it comes across well in my performances. So, um, yep, this is, I'm excited and I hope to see a lot of you guys out there. I hope everyone is listening and enjoying this podcast and, um, yeah, man, just thanks for coming with me guys. Bye.